I was a young man back in the 1960s. I was a young man back in the 1960s. Yes, you made your own amusement stand. Go into the pictures. Well, the travel was hard and a mean way. Still use the wheel. But you could sit down at your table and eat a real food made. That was Robin Williamson and Mike Heron, the incredible string band, from their breakthrough 1967 album, The 5,000 Spirits or the Layers of the Onion. And this is Joe Boyd, arriving at letter WW as we near the bottom of our second journey down the Roman alphabet. The bent twig of darkness grows the petals of the morning and shows to them the birds singing just behind the dawning. Incredible string band devotees, and there are still quite a few, debate about which is best, this their second album or the next one, The Hangman's Beautiful Daughter. Lately, I've started leaning towards the radical idea that their first was actually the best. But today, it's all about the second, the one with the psychedelic cover by that wacky Dutch couple, Simone and Marijke, who called themselves The Fool and ended up painting John Lennon's Bentley, as well as the Apple Store on Baker Street. No, not Apple computers, Beetle Apples, back when computers were just a gleam in a few techno nerds' eyes. I wasn't a huge fan of The Fool's art, but I knew it would send a message that this was not just a folk duo. Climbing up these figures The sun is tugging at my shoulder And every step I take I think my feet are getting older I see the crystal dream Unfolding. I can't keep my eyes on the book because it's moldering. Years later, I discovered that Mike wrote this song, Chinese White, after a night taking acid while studying for his accountancy exams. Yes, Mike Heron was once apprenticed to a firm of accountants. Climbing up these figures, the sun is tugging at my shoulder, and every step I take, I think my feet are getting older, but I see the crystal dreams unfolding. From the time I first encountered the string band in the spring of 1965, I always knew their destiny lay way beyond the Scottish folk scene, which was then their habitat. When they started writing songs like these for the second album, it was clear they were ready for bigger things. While the first album was recorded completely live, by the time we embarked on the second, there had been two important developments. One, Clive Palmer, the original third member, had left. And two, Sound Technique Studio had bought a four-track recorder. We started making up for Clive's absence by adding overdubs and extra musicians. Great bass player Danny Thompson, for example, joined them on Robin's classic First Girl I Loved. 
And you're probably married now Kids and all And you turned into A grown-up female stranger And if I was lying near you now I just have to fall One of my favorite moments on the record was in the middle of Robin's rambling Mad Hatter song, in which the Indian sitarist Nazir Jarazboy helped us out, and I invited my old friend and co-founder of the UFO Club, John Hopkins, down to tickle the ivories for a blues passage in the middle of the song. In the warm south winds, the lost flowers bloom again. And if you cry... And you must have to see clear sometime. Hoppy was not only the heroic leader of the underground scene back then, but also a great photographer and a wonderful blues pianist besides. I'm not that kind to complain that I never had a girl to love. Some of Mike's songs bordered on twee, but always with such a twinkling intelligence and self-mockery behind them. I couldn't really object and learn to love some I was initially unsure about, like this one. When this funny little hedgehog comes running up to me and he starts up to sing me this song. Oh, you know all the words and you sung all the notes But you never quite learned the song she sung I can tell by the sadness in your eyes That you never quite learned the song Or this one When the morning of your eyes comes waking through my shadows leaving just a trace of twilight sleep I whisper to the baby raindrops playing on my window and tell them gently this is not the time that they should weep for somewhere in my mind in any case, everything worked like a charm. John Peel started playing the record every night on his pirate radio show, The Perfumed Garden, and the record started really selling. 
They opened for Pink Floyd at the Savile Theatre, toured the country, played the Newport Folk Festival in the summer of 1967. And the third album came out in 1968. We played the Royal Festival Hall and all the big provincial theatres and sold them all out. I doubt if there is any 60s group with a higher ratio of success at the time and footnote obscurity now. And the dawn was sneaking up when it thinks I'm not looking. I'm starting to breathe. I used to know, but now believe. At the height of their success in 1969, they filled the Fillmore West twice in a year and the Fillmore East three times, plus a full Albert Hall. I think while everyone now loves looking back at the 60s, the early miniskirt swinging London period, the political protests, and the later Woodstock Festival era are the touchstones for most. The flower power period, when the Beatles dressed up in caftans and went to a Maharishi retreat in India, most people today find that a bit embarrassing. And the ISB have been fatally connected to that aesthetic. Robin's vision of how the 60s would be viewed from today's perspective didn't turn out quite right, but sometimes it does feel as distant and strange now as Robin's imaginary old man's memories do in the song. This is Joe Boyd, inviting you to tune in two weeks from now for the tricky double X. Before I made my first million That was way, way back Before, before Wild World War Three, When England went missing And we moved to Paraguay Sixty.